Welcome to Young and Adulting, a podcast of the Young Adults community at Christ Fellowship Church. Our hope is to create a safe place for authentic conversation around the ins and outs of life as we all try to navigate following Jesus in the world we live in today. Thanks for joining us and welcome to the conversation. Welcome back to another episode of Young and Adulting Podcast. We are in season four of the podcast. If you're with us, last season was all about asking the how questions. This season is all about asking why. And our hope really in this season is that it will give you confidence in your daily walk with Jesus, knowing what God's word says and why God says it. We really believe that knowing and understanding the why behind some of life's biggest questions can help us get through any of the how stuff that life throws our way. I'm excited about this episode because we're joined by some familiar faces on the Young Adulting Podcast, Pastor Brandon Cato and Bobby Poyle. Pastor Brandon and Bobby both look after our stewardship department here at Christ Fellowship and have an amazing heart for helping people learn to steward what God's given them, championing the call of generosity. This is a really special conversation. And one of the questions that I kick them off with is this question that people ask, why does it seem like I never have enough? Let's take some notes. Lean in. I hope you enjoy this conversation. Uh, what would you say to those who are struggling with that temptation to keep up with the next thing, the newest thing, and get it quick? Um, and, and yeah, then we'll go a little the, bit further after. This is probably the hardest thing yeah. for me. It's real. It's when, so real. When you go to Amazon, you see all the new things. Oh, yeah, they're like recommended for ba- you. Ba- like, ba- yo, ba- stop playing with me. I got to get the new, uh, the new Bose headphones. <laughs> yeah. No, you know you don't? Yeah. No, I got to get this or that for the house. Yeah. I think... Um, that's so funny. That's yes. so real, bro. But I, I think I was thinking about this on the way here and kind of processing because I'm even in that space now because yep. we're like, we have a new house. It's not furnished at all. Like So we're like, oh, we need this. We need that. Like, But no, we, we can take our time with it. And I think really it comes down to Philippians 4.13. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. But even before that, you hear that the verse before, like I can be content in that. Yep. Like I think for Jeez. me, even thinking about that as an athlete, we're always told, oh, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I can run this run an extra mile. I can do this or I can do that. But I think in life, especially as a young adult, kind of navigating through life, man, I can be content with what God's given me. Because I was thinking about this. If I open my eyes and see really everything that God's given me, I don't need the shiny next thing. I don't need the new phone. I don't need this or that. But if I open my eyes and say, God, you've given me all this. What can it look like that I can really spend some time to look at this? And then how can I, because God's given us wisdom and discernment, Mm -hmm. how can I budget how can I focus on maybe, okay, maybe not this month, but next month I can yeah. do this. Maybe in two months I can buy the clothes that I want. I think being wise with the sermon and having contentment, I think is two things as young adults that I think I'm growing and yep, I think same, everybody can same. grow in to say, okay, there's yep. two things I can do. And maybe I can get some people in my life to say, I really, really need help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, might, I might need to be checked on my Amazon wish list. That's why we turn... That's why we turn our attention this way <laughs> and say, uh, Pastor Brandon, from your vantage point, right, yeah. you're further along in this than, than Bobby and I are and that many of the listeners are. Um, but, what would but you? He's yeah. still young and adulting. He is young and adulting. Come on. <laughs> uh, what would you say to, to young adults who are struggling with this, who are you know constantly keeping up with the, the new thing, feeling yeah. the pressure, the tension? So I would just say, look back at some of those decisions you made and how long did that joy last? Great. Like when when it's you great. when you buy something like that or you invest it now, nah, hey, I'm as guilty as you guys are. Um, I'm feeling a little guilty because I do have a new phone that I just got. It's okay, I but, just got a new phone, but um, but no, I, I waited like two years totally. before I got this uh, this phone, and I just remember going through that season where I had gotten off track. 
I was I kept doing that to fill this joy void that I kept having. Yeah. Like I, if I just got this next thing or this next biggest thing or this new car or this, it was going to fill joy. But then I would look back and realize that didn't last very long. Yep. Yeah. And the more you go down the path, the shorter that joy window lasts. Like you need it. You know, it's an yep. addiction. Like, and you get to the next thing, and you're like, "Oh, I need it faster now. I need something new. I need something here." And then I would go back and say, "Man, when I got to be part of that Dollar Club, come on, play that video. Like, I can watch a Dollar Club video from a year ago, and still get teared up yep. and remember the joy of that story and being a part of that. And then also, what what joy is being robbed from your relationships because you're investing yep. in some of these things that are temporal or don't really matter, or you're actually going to forget about it." That's so great. how quickly do you lose those Bose headphones if yep. you get the little AirPods or something like that? Which yep. we've all done. How, how quickly do you lose those things? And then, but your spouse or your your friend or somebody sitting right there that, that you could go have a cup of coffee with and that joy yep. can continue to come back. So yep. I would just yep. say way out, way out that. Do a little self-reflection. Go back and see. like where, And if you're in one of those situations where your joy window is getting smaller and smaller and smaller, you probably got a problem. Yeah. Like we probably need to talk to somebody and figure out yep. how to yep. how to stop this and figure out yep. where to get real joy from. Yeah, I uh, was thinking about Michael Jordan turned sixty. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think yesterday, a couple days ago, and he gave his largest donation ever, yep. ten million dollars. Incredible. Yep. And I think as young adults, uh, and even I think in the sports context, like we chase after things that are um, that are fleeting. That I think if he's an athlete, they're like, oh, I just need to win. I just need to feel the edge of winning. But I think we see even in, in the older generation, he just turned 60. He gave his largest gift. I think as young adults, we don't need to wait till we're 60 yeah. to do that and Straight. feel that generosity. Mm-hmm. Like we can say, okay, maybe I'm, I'm not going to go for the shiny thing. Yeah. I'm not going to think that's going to give me the quick fix, the instant gratification. gratification. We yep. talk about this all the time. We want to help people learn an inter- eternal return on investment. Yep. Well, when we give and we're living out a generous life, we don't have to wait till we're till later yeah. to experience what an eternal return on investment is That's of life great. change, of yeah. impact, so much different stuff. Yeah. And I think this is where the intersection conversation happens because I think someone listening to this could be like, okay, so is it bad that I got a new phone? Is it bad that I want something? Um, and what does that look like with generosity? And, and one thing, Pastor Brandon, that I want to say is like, it's unfair, and I'm so guilty of this, and Bobby, I'm sure, I'm, I'm really guilty of this, that I look at someone... 20 years older, way farther down the line and yeah. look at what's in their life and say, well, why do they have a house like that? Shouldn't? And it's really radically unfair and wrong to look at someone who's been in a, a career for 20 years, stewarded that wisely, and yeah. now they have the house, they have the whatever. And because they've stewarded that season, it's opened up their life. And so I'm, I'm going like, man, I thought I would have a house by 30 and how come? Da, 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 da. And it's like, well, that's wrong of me to compare my life to somebody yeah. who's further down the road. Um, it makes sense. Yeah. It does make sense for me to compare that, but it makes sense why someone who's stewarded their life, they've lived like nobody then, so they can live like nobody right. then, right? And so yeah. maybe speak to that, because that's something that I'm, if I'm transparent, I'm literally like going through that. I'm like, man, I really thought that at this season in my life that this would look this way based on what I saw from my parents and X, Y, Z. Yeah. Well, first I would just say, man, everyone's story is different. And God's working different in each of our stories. So there's going to be there's going to be some things that come faster for for one person, slower for another. And we don't we don't know why. I mean, sometimes we can look back and think we figure it out, but we really don't know. Yeah. God's got a plan, and we got to trust that plan. I would also just like trust, to go back and it. say, um, you know, you can you can have both. 
if you go back to what Bobby was talking about, the open hand, like it is okay to have nice things. Yeah. Like yep. I love that. Yeah. I think, but when you get trustworthy and have that open hand posture, God says, I'll pour more in, which means you get to keep more. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to bless both. Like you're, if you're an open faucet where it's just flowing through, constantly flowing Straight. through, there's going to be stuff that's left behind that's yours that he's mm-hmm. like, I'm going to continue to bless you as that's well. Great. So I struggled with this when I was younger and, you know, becoming more successful in the corporate world and kind of torn, like, man, how do, what, when is enough? And I, I actually met a guy through the journey of generosity and we had some great conversations, talked about what it could look like to cap your lifestyle when you get older and when you get to these certain points and just a lot of concepts that I had never thought of before, but it all went back to this open hand scenario where you got to, you have to trust God that when you open your hand, he's going to put what you need. And he's going to put enough in there to share with others. And he's going to keep doing that as long as you have your hands open. You think about it, close your hands. You can reach in a jar of Skittles or whatever and grab as many as you can. But that's it. You're done. When that's they go helpful. when they yeah. go away, that's it. There's nothing, You can't put any more back in there. And if you open your hand and you dump that same amount of Skittles in your hand, there's going to be some that trickle off and fall. But you, you're in a position where you can keep pouring it in and keep pouring Ooh. it in. When the hand's closed, that's it. You basically said, God, this I'm holding on to this because I trust myself more than I trust you. Yeah. And God's like, I can't give you more. I can't pour more in there. Um, I would also say, you know, we, t- we were joking about this before, but keeping up with the Joneses or the Smiths or whatever name, man, there's always a Jones and a Smith that's ahead of you. Yep. So if you play this game, you might catch this group of Joneses or Smiths, but then there's another one waiting. Yep. And it's a, it's, an, it's a deep hole that you can never fill. Man, I learned that a long time ago. And God just said, man, be, th- be happy for what they got. Be happy yep, for what you got and keep an open hand and we're going to be okay. Yeah, so. That's great. That's awesome. Yeah, I, I think if that's something that I think if we can get a realization of now mm-hmm. as we're in our 20s and 30s and even if 40s or listen, whatever, I think if we can get that now to say, okay, if I can live here, because you talked about that trickle. Because if we're living open-handedly, mm-hmm. that trickle might be might be we might be generous to our neighbor, we might yeah. be generous to um, the church or to a nonprofit we see or to uh, X, Y, and Z person. I think that open-handed just oh, it creates that overflowing that really Jesus ultimately wants us to have in yeah. life. Keep the skittles flowing with the um, empty hand. That's right. I love that. I love that. You know, you had mentioned Michael Jordan giving this massive donation at 60. And I hope to be more generous at 60 than I am now. But to your point, you're saying, like, you don't have to wait till you're 60, till you've made it to yep. have that perspective. Uh, maybe speak, uh, Pastor Brandon, if you want to speak to the young adult who maybe they've been coming uh, to church. Maybe they're not. Maybe they just maybe they don't know Jesus, but they want to be generous, but they feel the, the, the narrative in their mind is, I'll give when I have certain amount or when circumstances are you fill in the blank. Speak to that person who's maybe has a spirit of fear, yep. who's afraid of giving because of where they're at. Yeah. What would you say? Man, I'm going to go back to the first word, and that's trust. When If you look at your life, any situation, it doesn't have to be money-related. I hear people say all the time, oh, we're going to have kids when we get this, when we have a house, when we get enough money, when we get it. If, you, if that's your plan, you'll never get it yep. because there will always be something else that comes into the way yep. of that plan. I would just say there's a, there's a – a point in your life where you actually fully trust someone, something, some decision, whatever that may be. And when, when you experience that, that weight gets lifted off and you start and your world starts to get a little bit bigger in that area because yep. you, you, you're leaning in. So I would say sometimes, you know, scripture will, is clear. Sometimes you got to lean in yep. 
And then God says, hey, I see you leaning in. I got you. Mm-hmm. Check this out. And then he, he does this thing or does that thing. It's not, it's, I've, I've very rarely ever heard the reverse where God says, hey, I'm going to go ahead and give you a million bucks. And you become generous, and then I'm going to give you another million dollars. It's, Won't it, you do it, Lord, though? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It, it just usually doesn't happen that yeah. way because yeah. God's like, man, I need to see your heart. For sure, I need yeah. to see your heart and your trust in this and trust me. Like, that's part of a relationship. I trust my wife a lot more today than I did 20 years ago. Yep. Why? Because there's a there's a history and there's patterns and there's, there's you know, time after time, and again, where I can look back and say, man, I trust her fully. Yep. Yeah. And God's looking at the same thing. He's waiting. It's and great. if you even look in Scripture, we talked about Malachi three ten that challenge that we do as a church. Yeah. Well, really, that if I can read that whole verse, I yeah, think it, it even shares like, uh, just bring the whole tithe into the storehouse. Tithe is your first ten percent. Uh, that there may be uh, food in my house. This is the only time God says, "Test me in this, and see if I will th- not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out so much blessing that there will not be room enough to store it." I think if if we have that opportunity just to say, uh, to understand, okay, God's want to say, test me in this. I'm going to th- open and pour out more blessing than you could ever see. Mm-hmm. It might not be finances. It, it might be through relationships, and through health, different stuff like that. But I think even the whole conversation we've had, if we don't just tra- if we just take one moment and just say, God, I'm just going to trust you and just give, a, one, be obedient, yep. just give my first 10% of my income or whatever whatever that looks like. We believe God's going to open up floodgates of heaven to pour out yep. blessing. And I know that's been an impact. I think we've all seen that in our lives. And even the people that might be 20 years ahead of us, they've probably experienced this as well. Yep. So I think if we just take a circle around us and we say, God, I'm going to do that right now uh, and trust you, and we'll receive some sort of blessing that God will give us. That's great. Yeah, I would just <clears throat> I would just add, and if, the, if there's a young adult listening to this that's questioning it, I love that scripture where it just says, test me, yep. because God's going to be so faithful to his word. Yep. You may not be ready to do the 10%. That's okay. Test him in something. Mm-hmm. Pick something and say, all right, God, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pray over this. I'm going to give the amount you tell me, and then maybe that is a 10% situation, and then you're going to trust him on what he's going to do to stretch that 90 to show you he's faithful and pours out what you need and gives you everything you need. But I would just say, test him yep. and see if he doesn't bless you in some way. That's how Pastor Todd used to put it. He'd say, see if in this 90 days, if you put God first in your in this area of giving and in your finances, see if he does not pour out yep. blessing on you. That's great. And That's if great. you if you can't see that, then we've got pastors that'll have a conversation and figure out. You know, there's we talked about budgeting last year, but maybe there's something you can cut out. I get a I often get a Starbucks. Maybe yep. I maybe I could not do Starbucks and make coffee at home and just test God with that amount. Yep, great. Whatever great. it is, whatever great. you and God work out. It's a heart issue. That's why I tell people all the time. They're like, well, what if I can't get to 10% or what if I can't give this amount or this dollar amount? I'm like, it's a heart issue. It's mm-hmm. not a dollar issue. Yep. It's a heart issue. Yep. If God sees your heart stirring in this and you're trying to figure it out, he's going to lean in and bless yep. that. You'll get there because yep. then there's a conviction once yep. you there's this like circle that takes place yeah yep. that's great i love we spent majority of the time talking about treasure right being generous um kind of in the money finances but the other part of it is 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 time right and mm-hmm. talent uh, i heard someone say once like 
uh, I'm not going to be accountable when I get to heaven for the gifts that I didn't have, right? Um, Or how someone else spent their time. And time is really the most valuable commodity we have because we don't know when it's going to run out. And so maybe speak to the person who's like, yo, I'm great at tithing. I'm generous with my money. But their time maybe is a little, maybe their world isn't growing because their time is stingy and who they allow to share it with. So maybe Pastor Brandon, speak to the time space, maybe the talent gifting space a little bit just so we get some holistic conversation around generosity. So for me personally, what I've seen is God's given me talents and abilities. And when I use them for the kingdom, I'm so much more happy than I'm, when I'm using them for corporate world. Mm-hmm. So That's I great. spent 25 years building successful businesses, great businesses. I loved it. But I remember, I remember almost like a light switch when God said, now I'm going to move them. You've, you've done this. I gave you this window of time, this opportunity. But now I'm actually going to move you over here, and you're going to invest these talents and these things that I've given you, put you. Every one of us are, are uniquely made and uniquely gifted to do things that only we can do. Yep. And so when God said, hey, I'm going to do this, I'm going to move it over here, man, my joy went to a new level. Because now I'm taking all the experiences that he's given me, all of the, my story, the up and down, the, the hard times, the good times, all of that, Coming in with a different perspective, able to sit with, I can't tell you how many young people I've sat with and helped them from budgeting to mm-hmm. uh, to debt to uh, generous giving, like everything in between. And I, I'm i in a unique position that I've experienced. I've personally walked through every one of those seasons. Awesome. And so now when I get to serve and, and put those to the kingdom work, the joy is like exponential. Great. It's almost not even describable. Well, I, I heard it one time say that um, God doesn't just care about the ten percent. Yep. He care about He cares about it all. So just imagine if God cares more even about the ninety percent. So mm-hmm. like, hey, I got I got my ten percent down and I tithe. Well, think of time, talent, and treasures. Mm-hmm. Well, what am I using for the the nine the rest of the ninety percent that I have? How am I using that? How am I using my time? How am I using the people around me? I think if if we forget, I think sometimes especially I forget this. I only focus on the tithe, the tithe, yep. the tithe, the tithe, tithe. And even talking about time and talent and all the different stuff, man, I have so much more resources that God's given me with my money, with my time, with mm-hmm. my talents. If I don't use that to advance this kingdom and just do this little bit of 10%, mm-hmm. man, I'm missing out on so much blessing, not yep. just for me, but blessing for so many others that what maybe the unique thing God's created me to do, if I can just do that for one person, well, that's a student, a fellow peer, a coworker, my family, Whatever it may be, like if I can, if I can remember that and use that, then I can expand my expand my world and expand what God's already given yeah. me. So I think that's the thing I think will rock my world. Like, just don't focus on the ten percent. Yep. There's ninety percent over here. Yep. That God wants impact in our entire life. God yep. wants impact, and yep. how can we use that? That's great, and that's why I love that. You know, I love the example we have in Jesus. Really, like He is the most generous person mm-hmm. to ever live the planet. And you don't even, for those who are listening, like someone doesn't even have to necessarily believe that um, Jesus is who we believe He is to be, like Son of God. Like He is who the Word says He is. But you look at His lifestyle, and you can—it's undeniable. He gave his life away. Right. He spent time, his time with people, like constantly yep. investing with people, time with uh, with the Father. He gave everything that was given to him. It was, it was just, he was that faucet, just yeah. pouring out, pouring out. And so I love that example that we have him, and I think even of uh, kind of an aspirational uh, vision for our life, if, if Jesus can live this life of, of open generosity, I mean, his hand was always open mm-hmm. in all of these categories. Um, if we follow him, that's, 
man, trying to become more like Christ in this area of, of a life of generosity, uh, I think is, is super helpful. So I'm thankful for that. Yeah, I would just add, you know, when you look at your what you have available, you have time, talent, and treasure. And for me, when you get to see your story impact someone else's yes. story, great. the time is multiplied. Like you, your investment is worth more than any dollar or check or anything. I can give you two examples real quick. I sat with a kingdom builder, 71 years old. And, uh, Pastor Brett, can you explain what a kingdom builder is? Yeah, for those absolutely. So yeah. King, here at Christ Fellowship, we have uh, different ways you can be a part of giving. If that's your gifting, we have something called kingdom builders. And kingdom builders just say, hey, this God has blessed me and gifted me with the opportunity to give uh, beyond anything I ever imagined, and I can help move ministry forward faster. And so we call that group of people kingdom builders. They're, that's their dream team. That's how they serve, just like somebody who serves in a parking lot or serves as a host in the auditorium. Um, so I'm sitting with this guy, 71 years old, and uh, he, we get down and we have several several meetings. And I was kind of like, all right, God, is there more time to invest in this? Like, I feel like we've we've gotten to a certain. And then he, he asked me a question at one of our, like I think, our third cup of coffee. Uh, not in the same day, third meeting. <laughs> so, right. uh, although I'm good with that. Yeah. Uh, he says, uh, hey, what, what's your take on tithing? And I, I was confused. And I'm like, you're 71. Your background is financial planning. And you, you just sold your company for $50 million. And you're asking me what what my take is on tithe. And I was, I was a little confused. I said, man, you're going to have to give me a little bit more clarification yeah. on what. And he's like, what do you, what do you believe tithe is? And I was like, do you really want me to give you the answer that I believe? He's like, yeah. And I said, it's putting the, tithe, the first tenth into the storehouse. I said, but that's a baseline. I said, God gives us this huge window of opportunity above that to invest in the kingdom in any way we see fit or any way we are able to yep. beyond anything we could give and and he said well i give he's like i give 10 percent, but i don't give it all to the church and i said do you want my do you want my honest and he's like yeah i want your honest i said then you're not tithing because scripture is clear that the tithe comes to the storehouse i said where are you being fed i said where is your family being fed he just got through telling me about three generations of family being fed and i said you're that the scripture is clear that comes to the to the storehouse he sat back in his chair and turned white as a ghost, and I'm like, oh, man, we're about to get some emails, and I'm about to get in trouble. And he, and he started to tear up. He's like, 51 years of a believer, no one's ever told me that. Wow. And, I, and I just, right then, God said, I'm using your story yeah. to impact all ages. I sat with a young adult, 20, 24, 25. and uh, told me his story. And he had some ups and some downs, and he was getting ready to come into one of the biggest ups he's ever experienced. And he said, because of what God's done, he's like, I don't know what to do with this. And I said, man, just pray about it and ask yeah. God what. And he's going to get a huge bonus coming up. And he's like, I can't keep a penny of it because of what God's done in my life just in this short window of time. Yep. And he's like, I'm excited to see what God does with when I give this. And God reminded me, your story again. So when you get to see your story impact others yep. for the kingdom, man, there's a return on that that I don't know that you can ever quantify. It's great. This has been extremely helpful. Last question is this. We're a Google generation, and this is where people go for their questions they yeah. don't want to ask right. other people. Yeah. Um, but uh, the question that a young adult maybe would put in Google is, why do I feel like I never have enough? And uh, if each of you were solely responsible to populate the answer that would pop up, in a sentence, I'll give you two. 
sentence or two, uh, what would your answer be to that? Why do I feel like I never have enough? It could be instructive. It can be advice. You want to go first, Bobby? I'll put me, put me on the spot. I, I think it goes back to the shiny things. And I think if I could populate one thing, it would be because the world always shows what's next and what's the shiniest. I think for me, if I'm looking at that, I'm saying it's true. I feel like I never have enough. I feel like I always need the new phone. I always need um, a new table or I need a new thing for my lawn, whatever it may be. I think the world always says, why don't I ever have enough? It's because I don't have the newest shiny thing. I don't have the newest lawnmower. I don't have the newest phone. I don't have the newest cup, the newest headphones. And that's, I think, why I think when I say, if I never have enough, it's because of that. I would answer a question back, and I would say, where are you investing what you do have? Let's go. And then if, you, if you've done any of those Google searches and all this kind of stuff, oftentimes they'll start to ask you questions so they can figure out where you're at. Yep. So my first question would be, where are you investing what you do have? Yep. And then I would say, what are you investing in? How are, how are you dividing up your investments? Because regardless of whether we believe it or not, when we get a paycheck, we're, in, we're taking that and we're investing it in something. Yep. It yep. might be Starbucks. It might be Volvo. It might be Porsche. It might be Nissan. It might be, you know, you name it. It might be city furniture. You can, you can, you're going to invest that somewhere. So I would want to see, I would want to see your track record of investments. And then I would say, how have those been working for you? How they've been paying off. It's awesome. So when, when I, when I started getting into investing, I didn't mess around with them that didn't, if they lost money, I was out of there. Like, I'm not going to keep putting money into something that's losing money. If there's no return on that, then I'm going to be looking for something. Where is a better return on, on this? I'm working hard for this. I'm going to invest it. Where's my best return on that? And if there's no giving in there, there's no place where they're actually trusting the Lord with this portion of their giving, I would question that. That's great. So maybe you're tuning in and you're asking the question, why do I feel like I never have enough? Hopefully, now you know. You have some handles on that. Pastor Brandon, thanks for being with us today. Awesome. Uh, Bobby, come on. This has been great stuff. If you like this podcast, make sure to subscribe to it. Uh, send us a comment. Uh, send this to a friend. Uh, stay up to date with everything we're doing here on the Young and Welding Podcast. We will be back next week for another episode. We will see you then. Peace. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Young and Adulting. Follow us on Instagram at cf.youngadults. And if there's a topic you'd like to talk about, we want to hear about it. Send us an email or leave a comment with your thoughts. We'll see you next time.